Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As usual, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on the Apple iTunes app, Apple Podcast app, excuse me, on SoundCloud. Um, what else? The Google Play app thing that nobody really uses. Um, and still, we don't know what you do on Spotify, but apparently there's some shit popping also. Whatever you do, please go do that at Spotify. Of course, it's me, the Shamble God, the Shaolin of Shambles, Lucky Lefty, the one and only son of Tony, Tracksuit Javito, Voice of the People, the Monstar. Yeah, that's all my fans. Let's get into yours, the Knowledge Knucklehead. <laughs> Keep your hard three stacks. Please, please, please. F stands for foolery. Daily. Daily. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, What's cracking on your end? Hey, I woke up in a good mood. Went and hit the gym. It's a beautiful life. That was a pun intended in that, by the way. I said, what's cracking on your end? (laughs) This left knee. Oh, hey man, listen to your body. Listen to your body. Like I, I honestly think I just didn't warm up properly because after after that second set, I was like, okay, I'm good now. So I I, I got back up to that 185. I was like, okay, yeah, I just didn't warm up properly. Okay, okay, you said fresh out of bed, feeling good, so you probably were a little too excited and forgot who you were. I definitely the- forgot who I was. And it, that weight reminded you real quick. Humble. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, humble. Yeah. Man. That could damn near be the word of the day, man. I, I wish being humble was trending right now because I know more people would jump on that mindset. And I hate the fact that when people hear humble, they automatically think like, you're not supposed to think you're the shit. You're not supposed to brag. You're not supposed to, you know, be great if you're great. They just automatically think that being humble is a way of watering them down and letting people be better than them. And I don't really think that's what it is. When I think of humble, I just think that I let my actions do the talking, so to speak. You know, like kind of like what we were saying last week. You know what's up. I ain't got to say nothing. You know what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I may brag here and there, but it's not going to be on some, once again, I'm better than you shit. If I accomplish something, then I accomplish something. And if I feel like it's worth addressing, I'll address it. But for the most part, you know what's up. You know? But that's just, yeah, that's just, and I just, I realized that with the way with the the culture that we have adopted in the past five years, I guess in a sense being humble is kind of hard because you can't show off humbleness, and if you do, it just it just becomes virtue signaling. I always feel like being humble is like I'm not here to throw it in your face. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can have all these accolades and accreditations. And I might have just made up the word accreditations because it didn't sound <laughs> came out. But I can have all these things and be proud of myself. But that's not me, you know, pulling up to your day party with, you know, bottles and sparklers on my master's degree or whatever. Like, True. you know, this th- there's no place for this here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we had a funeral and I'm, I'm nudging you and be like, you know, I paid I paid for this whole funeral. Man. There's no place for this here mm-mm, mm-mm. like and that's that's why i think you know being humble comes in like okay yeah oh yeah jay paid for the whole funeral all right cool yeah but i didn't tell you that somebody else told you that and you know hey that's not what's important i think being humble is when you focus on what's important and you don't do it for clout and a lot of the and like you said a lot of the things that are done these days are done for clout it's a whole lot of look at me it's a you know Look at the car that I drive. Look at, you know, the house I got. Look at the girl I got. And that's why, look, the man I got, because that's why a lot of people are on here for 
for likes. You're on social media. And, and we always talk about this posting your significant other and this, this and this, because, you know, there's there's being proud of your significant other. And then there's the showing off of your significant other. And I think when you get when you cross that line and grant, granted, it's a very gray and dark line because it's. A, you might be doing it for yourself and B, you might be doing it for that person. But like it gets to the point where it's like, am I just bragging and not bragging to be proud, but being brag or am I bragging to floss? Floss, flex, hurt people's feelings, because low key, that's what it comes down to, because a lot of times. When you're bragging or boasting, once again, I mean, I understand that that's that might be a person's personality, but. What does the world gain from you boasting? What is there to gain from you bragging? You know, I mean, once again, we all know what's up for the most part. If we know you personally, we know what you're capable of. What's your what was the most recent humbling experience for you? The most recent humbling experience for me is when I bought my car back in January. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, man, you know, oh, I got this car, you know, I got the, you know, the only thing out there faster than this Dodge is the Hellcat. So, you know, I'm up there, I'm, you know, whatever, whatever. And like three days after I bought that car, it started having problems and <laughs> been having problems ever since. And here we are at the end of April and I'm still having those same problems. And it's kind of like, man, here I am. I thought, you know, I'm high on the hog and oh, at the God. end of the day you know i'm having these same problems that people with quote unquote regular vehicles have like i'm not i'm not above anybody because you know i have x amount of dollars on this car and the engine does this and it goes this fast and it looks this cool and it does this that and the other i have everyday problems too on a brand new fucking car and i just wanted to lay down bruh just lay down, take a nap, and take hope nap. that it's over. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, I, I learned a lot from those experiences. I would say my, my my most recent one is probably work-related. Just, you know, being in dire times and making mistake after mistake and looking at yourself like, damn, maybe I'm not the best. You know, <laughs> you know, because a lot of times you're in a position and you're like, you're getting all this, you're getting all these pats on the bags, you're getting these rewards and and uh awards and you're like shit gets real and it's really it really tests your knowledge of what you're doing it really it puts you in the position to be like okay let's see how good you really are and then shit you're like okay once again i'm not that good let me take a step back because i never thought that this would happen and i'd be in this position to where my greatness would actually be tested you know, and I and I really think it's humbling, but it, it also feels good because uh, I don't want to I don't want to butcher Bruce Lee's quote, so um, I'll probably just post it. But yeah, it basically is just it's just about accepting failure and and realizing that failure is a is a learning opportunity. And once you, once you kind of get used to failure and used to taking that L, like a lot of us aren't used to. It just it makes us better in so many ways. I mean, there's no other way of saying it. Like I said, I don't want to butcher his quote, but um, yeah, it is Bruce Lee, and that guy's he was super intense when he was saying what he was saying. But yeah, man, um, ah, man, I seen that tweet from Duval earlier, and like, you think I'm bullshitting, but like, when he says a lot of these niggas got a sugar daddy too, like, bruh. I'm gonna say it again. A lot of these niggas got a sugar daddy too. And you're probably like, okay, how does that relate to what we're talking about? Like, when you realize how good you have it, and you're talking about like the sparklers and get being in a section in a bar or in a club or whatever, and you realize like people look at that shit and then like they're fascinated by it, but they never know where that stuff comes from. And when you have people in Duval's position and when you just know things it kind of makes you it kind of brings you at ease not saying that you're kind of happy that so and so isn't really on some ball and shit like you thought but it's when those people get exposed I imagine that that's a humbling experience for them too because it's like bro like you ain't even popping like that that dude that's feeling on your ass over there in that section he the one you know I'm just saying bro like 
it's wild out here in these streets. And knowing things like that would actually possibly put people in a position to kind of calm down. Stop chasing that monopoly money, which is cloud. Because uh, the the adage goes, you never know what somebody's going through. You never know how somebody got there. You never know how, how somebody's making this happen. Like, relax, chill. You you you're doing it the right way. You're good. Not saying that having a sugar daddy ain't the right way, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure most men, um, which I would say normal men, but that's a debate for another day. I would say most normal men would like just being able to get their bread on their own and being able to afford those things on their own. Like I'll never understand this whole like I get it, people don't want to work. I get it. People like fast money, easy money. But the reality is I don't mind knowing that I deserve something that I worked for. I deserve this. I don't want you to lose your thought. I can tell you're thinking. Go ahead. No, I was I, I was just, you know, getting my thoughts together about like, you know, there is to me, I see no difference in feeling comfortable saying, oh, yeah, we going out and I'm buy- I'm buying the section for us. And also being like, man, we're going with Whataburger and whatever y'all want, it's on me. To me, I feel like those are the same level of accomplishments. Because sure. it's like, you know, if you want if you want to splurge on your squad, you want to splurge on your team, it doesn't matter where it's at. To me. Some people's like, man, if you ain't, you know, buying a section that's $33,000 and, you know, two and $300 bottles, you know, you know, you ain't you ain't balling. Okay, that's balling in your realm. If I can take my guys to Waterberg and be like, yeah, I'm putting, you know, I'll get, I'll get what y'all want. You know, we chilling. That might be balling in my realm. And I don't see any difference in that. I actually see more value in Waterberg because, you know, you're paying this, you know, what what do they call it? The the markup to be in this section and for these bottles. And, you know, and I was like, I was telling J-Mark, I understand that the price is the price. So don't be, you know, trying to discount stuff, this, that or whatever. But at the same time, it's like. You play, you pay the markup here. I, there's still some markup at Whataburger because, you know, they're not breaking even. They're making money off of whatever. I look at that as the same. And I was having this I was having this conversation with Ed the other day, and it's like people do so much to try to impress everybody. And that's that goes for even their significant other, because. We was talking like, you know, hey, you know, you buy you out here buying, you know, two thousand dollar Louis bags for your girl thinking that that's what she want. And sometimes she just want to hug. Sometimes she just want to hear that you love her. Sometimes she just wants you to do small things like pick up your clothes and put them in the dirty hamper and unload the dishwasher. But you have this mindset that, you know, you got to do more and you got to be above and beyond because what you've been what you've been conditioned to believe is that, you know, she needs to put something on the ground that says, she, you know, she got these Louis bags, she got these Chanel bags and this, that and the other. When your girl might just be humble and be like, I just like you. You just give me you. You just give me some of your time. I don't care about these this money stuff. I just like you. And you just projecting onto her what you see on the ground because you out here for the clout. Well, I, I'd have to argue with that one, I have I have to say that I don't agree. I believe that what you're saying is a fantasy land. That's what you're referring to. It's a fantasy world. <laughs> no, 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 no. In all, in all seriousness, you would love it to be like that for real. Like that. That sounds great. But the reality is, um, and this is, uh, I'm not being mean or anything when I say this, but. I don't think a lot of those women or men exist anymore uh, in a sense of love is enough because I see too many memes and I know that, oh, you know, we probably at a point said, you know, don't take social media and all this serious. I I don't know. Like I'm seeing a lot of stuff like if you can't cash at me six hundred dollars, if you can't do this for me and you got game out here talking about he paying all this and that. Um, Jason Taylor, like, come on, Jason. It's Jason Taylor, right? Come on, Jason. Like, I get it. Like, you come from a place where you can afford to take care of a woman based on the fact that you're 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 in a above average tax bracket for a black man. 
So when we're talking about modern society, we're talking about the black community, we're talking about the average black household, a lot of women are happy, dog. A lot of women are not happy in a sense of what men can provide in 2021. Can we admit that? Because I think that I think that it's kind of ass backwards to me that we have this demographic of women that have accomplished more than their ancestors as far as financial stability. And you have so many women that can easily say that they're independent. That couldn't be said 40, 50 years ago, easily. You know, 50s and 60s, you know, you definitely as a woman probably were more along the lines of being a dependent almost. You were a homemaker in the 50s and 60s. 80s, 90s come around, you start seeing the boom of the single mother, and that pretty much planted the seed for women to have to be independent. Your average woman today has to be independent. She has to be able to take care of herself. But the thing that is baffling to me is that same woman wants a man to come in and provide for her. So on top of her income, the man has to come through and be her supplemental income. And I think that that's a necessity these days. Does that make me angry? No, because as a man, I have no problem with saying no. And as as everybody knows, I mean, like, no is very empowering. No is going to put you in positions to to not. No is going to uh, help you avoid positions that you're not ready for. So I hear what you're saying, but the reality is I don't think that the focus is personality and love anymore. I think everything is external. And I think that a lot of it has to do with what can you do for me? I mean, and and that that's that's sex too. Like he the 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 women on these memes, I see it all the time. Women in these comment sections, I see it all the time. He he has to bring the 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 seven eight inches. He has to bring the the six seven figure income. You know, it's just a lot of delusionment, and I, I that's what I see today. I could be wrong, but that's what I see and that's what I read about, and it's it's pretty sad. It's pretty disheartening. But I hear what you're saying, though. So you're trying to say my mind is in Wyoming? Say, bruh. Say, bruh. I had a long drive last night. I swore to God I was going to text you, hey, man, when you planning that Wyoming trip? I'm thinking, I'm thinking August, September, man, if I could afford it, I, I wouldn't mind just going out there. I'm going to do a little research and see where it's, where it's safe for our kind. And, yeah. um, and see what's up, bro. I think it, it it's worth going. That's not not for me, cause you know I I don't need I don't have any goals. I would just like to see the Wyoming backdrop. But for you, you know, not and in, in all seriousness, not like you like trying to go out there and get a mail order bride or anything. Just see a different culture and see how right. small towns, you know, non mainstream women are. Come to think about it, uh, my sister has a brother. I want to say he's like in South Dakota. He plays he plays football up there. Oh, I yeah. might need okay. I might need touch base to him and see what the climate's like out there. Just just to see what kind of experiences he have. I might we might even we might even pod him next next time we, we link up. See if he's okay. available and just kind of see what it, kind of experiences he's having as a young man in college and, and the people that he's interacting with because he's from this area, you know, where you know, we we have the same kind of interactions with the same kind of people. So just kind of, you know, the fish out of water and how things have been up there for the time that he's been up there. That might be might be something we need to put on the docket. Yeah, I remember one of my homeboys, man, from a long, long time ago, one of the first people I've met like that was just like that type of athlete. He ended up going to, um, to Iowa to play football. And I just always thought it was interesting just being in that Iowa, Montana, Dakota area, uh, Nebraska as a black man. And but like but I hear it. I just I, I remember think, hearing that. I think Fred went to school in Iowa. Chris is Chris's um, best man. Fred went. To, oh, I he's think still he out there, right? Iowa. And he's he still might out. be. Matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that's interesting. I imagine it's a little easier when you're in college, though, because I feel like to a degree, a college is a safe space. But when you're just freely roaming around, 
that area, um, you you can't really be surprised when you know it's close. You're that close to Minnesota, where for some odd reason every year you have a a black man getting shot, and it's going viral. So um, that's not that far away. So you kind of already get that that um, impression that up there in the in the north. I would say as, nor- as damn near as north as you can get in the United States without being in Canada, that it really ain't that safe out there for a black man. But then again, that might just be the mainstream media lying to us like they always do. Maybe they just don't want us to go out there. Because I truly feel <laughs> like that's the case. Straight up, I really feel like that's the case with a lot of these countries that they try to badmouth. I feel like the mainstream propaganda is just to make sure that we don't go there. We stay away from there. They don't want us there. So they do everything in their power to to, to make us, you know, be like, oh shit, why would I want to go to Russia? And next thing you know, shit, you end up in Russia one day, you're like, what the fuck? It's popping out here. It's really popping out here. But then they brag about places like Canada. And then I read stories about Canada that sound like Canada's just United States Junior. And I'm like, I don't want to go to Canada. So and you already know how I felt about mainstream media, man. It's all it's all propaganda driven. I mean, I've always felt like that about Alaska. Like, like I feel like Alaska propaganda is with the people that are here in Alaska, we like you here. We don't need you. We don't need none of you niggas coming out here. You stay where you are. You know what I'm saying? And next thing you know, Alaska's actually probably beautiful. Probably don't even get that cold. You know what I'm just saying? Like I, I, I know that's far fetched, but shit could be like that though. And until I've you th- ex- I've, actually, I've talked to people that live in Alaska and they didn't like that shit at all. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But once again, but then, you know, it's always subjective. Example. It's always subjective. I mean, speaking of subjectivity, I mean. You talking about Oklahoma, which is our neighbor, basically saying, I don't want to say Oklahoma is a red state. I think it is. Oklahoma is Texas North. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So basically the article that you sent me to paraphrase, you're basically saying that the law exonerates drivers who kill or injure rioters while fleeing a scene. I was on, a, I was taking care of some errands. So when you said that, when you said that, I only read the headline. What does that really mean when they say that rioters can be killed and injured, and in, in the, the the person driving the vehicle will be exonerated? What does that mean? From from this, I, I actually read the story because again, I don't sleep at night. And you see, that came in at like three in the morning. Yeah. It was it was them saying, you know, if the if the driver fears for their life or fears that they are in danger and they must flee to protect themselves, then if anybody is injured or as anybody is murdered, then it will they will be exonerated. They will not, you know, have any kind of charges pressed against them. And when I and and when I you, you told me you were cool with that, and I was like. And that's where the subjectivity comes in. And this is the same thing with cops when they, in my eyes, when cops say, you know, they feared for their life or anything like that. You know, you can go into, you can be stuck in traffic. And then because of rioters, you know, protesters, you know, they've shut down 59 before. And then you're stuck in traffic. And then you kind of get to the F this. I'm, you know, I, I got places to be. And you start trying to push through. And then all of a sudden they beating up on your vehicle. Your life is in danger at that point, right? Your your well being is in danger. If they get into your vehicle, they probably gonna fuck you up. Probably. So, and it, so then at that justified to drive through this crowd? Court in Oklahoma, yes. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know, and I, I I liken that to the Zimmerman. Like, hey, the police told you, hey, leave that young man alone. You know, we sending somebody out there. Nah, I'm gonna follow him. You went to the altercation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see, and, and and those things bother me. Like you went to this, you instigated it to an extent. For sure. For sure. So it's like, you know, boom, he got off whatever. Oklahoma saying, you know, if I if I go instigate this, you know, I can get off. But two sides of a coin. Hey, you blocking mm-hmm. a highway. I pay mm-hmm. my taxes. Mm-hmm. I got places mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. So who's the instigator at this point? Yes, yes. Now, when I say I'm okay with this. The thing with me is I look at laws differently from a lot of people. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard the question, hey, if it wasn't illegal to kill somebody, would you kill somebody? 
Would you kill a person? Would you take a life if you knew it? You wouldn't be tried for it. Like you knew nothing would happen. Okay, shit. We just got, we got hit murdering people. Oh, should we get the purge? You know what I'm saying? And once that happens, there's you know there are consequences with that. You know, like in in reality, there are consequences with that. With me, I feel like laws discourage people from doing certain things. So what this law is really doing is trying to discourage people from rioting. Nobody wants to go out in a situation, because you got to think about it. Ten years ago, I used to always hear this argument, like, LGBT community, it's only grown so much because the propaganda and the pro progressive the progressive culture that has allowed it to grow this much. But these same LGBT people would not be LGBT if they were in countries that beheaded gays. If you knew what you were doing <laughs> was what there, if there were laws in place that discouraged you to do what you were doing, it was less likely for you to do it. It's still going to exist. People are still going to riot. People are still going to block traffic. But guess what? They're going to go out there with the mindset of, damn, I can be killed and the person that kills me will not have to serve one day in court. It's designed to discourage you from rioting. It's just it's designed to discourage you from looting and protesting. That's what it's really about, because there is no way in the world that I would I'm not OK with anybody's life being taken. And the person that takes their life not being questioned to a degree. That's why it it's really it's sad that we stay in a time period where I mean, I don't think we've ever stayed in a time period where we can really trust the police force as a whole. But it's really sad to me that we're gravitating towards privatizing the police force. And people don't realize how dangerous that is when you privatize the police force. Once you do shit like that. I mean, shit. That's a that's a slippery slope because they say defund the police, but as you really start looking at the measures that start coming forward, you start realizing that it's going to be a bunch of private agencies that are start that are going to start popping up, and they're going to be the ones enforcing the law. And once again, it's going to be a matter of human to human social interaction, how somebody's prejudice is. What, the prejudice of somebody based on whatever their experience is like you're not going to get rid of police brutality so to speak it's just going to be rephrased it's going to be re repackaged and that's the scary thing to me because I think to a degree police departments to an extent are somewhat easier to investigate somewhat easier to hold accountable but the fact of the matter is, if we don't have the right judges and the right attorneys in the right places, then that's the real problem. Like I told you, like there have been plenty of police officers that have been held accountable. And you saw it. The homegirl in Dallas, the, uh, the Amber Geiger, that's her name. Mm -hmm. I mean, she went to jail. Um, this Derek Chauvin guy, I mean, he's going to jail. Um, a lot of these people have went to jail for manslaughter. And to be honest with you, that's fair because, like I say, there aren't that many other professions in this country where you're in direct contact with somebody which is life or death, besides being a doctor. And you don't really hear about a lot of doctors going to jail after killing people, especially after 2020. A lot of doctors are responsible for the, lot, the, the deaths of thousands of people in this country and then just repackaging it as COVID-19 deaths. Doctors were responsible for that. They were. But we have more compassion for cops, because, I mean, for, uh, for doctors, because we automatically think, oh, they're trying to save our lives. But in that same vein, these are the, this is the same profession that once experimented on us in a point of time. They treated us as lab rats, guinea pigs, 50, 60 years ago. How many, some of these doctors are still alive. Some of these doctors have, have buildings named after them. You know what I'm saying? But police, we don't really see police in that same vein. We see police as superheroes. We see them as pro protectors.
You know, like we really think police come to save the day. And, and you saw that comment section where it was like, when was the last time you, the last time you actually called a police officer? And what happened? Motherfuckers call police and they end up figuring out they got warrants. They end up going to jail. Like, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. It's slippery slope. But um, yeah, like you like you said, uh, and the doctors, we give them that that pass basically because we're like, oh, they were trying to help. They were trying to save our lives. You know, they were the you know they were prescribing this and you know didn't check and see if this person had an allergy. Oops, killed them. You know, they were trying to you know. Do this. It's kind of it's kind of like if you were watching House and House was killing people instead of saving them because that's all House did was try a bunch of stuff and try. just and just something worked. Could easily kill these people. But but also to harken back to what you said, you know, like they're making laws to deter people. That's how I looked at those voting registration laws that they passed in Georgia. Like, you know, hey, if you if you're gonna vote, have an ID. I, that makes perfect sense to me. You have to be 18 to vote. You got you to have a driver's license, some kind of identification card. You can't even get a job at that point if you don't have any kind of ID. So I understood that. But the whole, hey, you can't give food to people that's in line and, and all this other stuff. Now, see, that to me is discouraging people to vote because I'm looking at it as like, all right, you know, you're you're funneling them to a certain area where hey, everybody in this quote unquote district has to go to this one public library to vote. You got it takes you eight hours to vote. And then, you know, hey, there's early voting if you so committed to voting, whatever, what have you. But, you know, if you're I would say anybody under the age of 45, you're probably if you're going to vote, you're probably going to wait to the last minute. And then so you're in line for six and eight hours. And it's like, well, nobody can't bring you any food. You can't get any water, you know, so it's like, are you going to vote early or you're not going to vote at all? And then they're just playing on the laziness and kind of the laziness. Playing, on, playing the on the laziness and playing on the intentions. Like if it was if it was Barack Obama again, black people would be out there for twelve hours. They wouldn't yep. give a shit. Nope. Wouldn't but since it's, since it, since it's not, it's kind of like eh, I, I mean, I'm voting because I'm a Democrat. Am, am I voting because I care? Not, not really. I don't care about this guy. After we had that IG live, I actually went on the uh, the Georgia database for like voting and all that. And I saw some interesting things. And one of the things that popped out to me was the fact that to get a voter ID, I mean, it, it's free in Georgia. It's it's legit. It's legitimately free if you technically qualify and to qualify. All you're doing is basically confirming that you are a U.S. citizen. I'm hearing what you're saying once again, but I, with all that being said, and I, somebody on the IG Live was saying that um, that's not common in other countries, which is a lie, because I looked into that too. Even Mexico, in Mexico, they require voter ID. Pretty much every country in one way or another, they require you to be a citizen of their country to be able to vote. There are some countries where you'll get fined if you don't vote. You know what I'm wow. saying? Like You'll get fined if you don't register to vote. So it's like, Voter ID is not American. It's not an American concept, so to speak. It may be a Western ideal, once again, to to keep it to where voting is being done by the people that actually live in this country and are here legally. I think people try to get away from the fact that one of the main goals being pushed here is to open up voting to people that should not be voting in places where they're not legal, legally established. That's the that's the main beef to me because I think most people know or most people feel that the easiest people to to corrupt or maybe negotiate with are people that you know technically shouldn't be here. Like it's like if you know that this particular party is making it easier for you to do something illegal, then you're probably more likely to support that particular party because they're making your life easier. The party that is seemingly making your life a little bit more difficult or making things difficult for you, you're going to be more likely to want to vote against that party, whether in the long run you may actually support that party's ideals that's one thing, but the fact of the matter is most people are in the now. They're in the here and they're in the now. So therefore, when it comes to decisions that are being made, 
they're only thinking the short term. A lot of people don't think long term. That's why you have people out there that spend thousands and thousands of dollars on dumb shit when they could have just dropped a thousand on Dogecoin and they'd be millionaires. <laughs> you knew I was going there. I, 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 I knew it. I you, knew see, it. you see the setup. I'm just saying, like, that. But like you said, it's leverage. It's leverage. I'm not mad at them. I keep telling people I'm not Democrat, I'm not Republican. And the, the fact of the matter is, I respect both sides. I just think that when it comes to 2021, when it comes to today, if you're not willing to fight dirty, then maybe this ain't for you. And I think Republicans tend to be lame as fuck. And that's why they got, that's why they going for the next, I want to say maybe next four to eight, maybe 12 years, they finna be getting their ass washed because Democrats finna fight dirty. They don't mind fighting dirty. That's what we are. We're in a generation where fighting dirty is actually the default. You know what I'm saying? I really feel like that's what people are being shaped to become. Grimy, opportunist. That's, I mean, they do whatever it takes type of mentality. That's the type of world we live in today. Does that bother me? Yeah, but that's the game being played. It's either you play it or you don't. It's just like the dating game to me. I used to tell people all the time, like, it's a game. If you're not willing to play this game, then withdraw. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with admitting that you ain't built for a certain game. Yeah. Take 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 a step back. And and this and honestly, that's what the basis of our government is built off of. If you know anything about lobbyists, it's kind of like, you know, here's your leverage. Hey, I gotta end with this senator. I got it's it's true life house of cards. Like it's some truth to house of cards. It's like I gotta end, you know, here with this senator, this senator. I know I got this one in our pocket, and you know, those big pharma, big tobacco, all those other for a long time, it was just kind of like all right, name your price and then double it and then double it again. As long as you can get this through where we can keep making money, we can keep making these billions and, you know, not have people worried that tobacco is killing you and all this other stuff, then we don't care. Name your price. We'll we'll, we'll drop you 30 million if we can still make 40 billion. That's dropping the bucket. Nobody cares. That's why I keep saying, man, black people aren't going to see the change they want to see until we actually own politicians. And the fact of the matter is, we have black people in we have black people in high positions that are owned by the opposition. So we not only we don't own politicians ourselves, but our politicians and our most influential people are owned. So it's just really it's really just fuckery all over the place. But the fact of the matter is, in this country, in order to get what you want, you have to already have you have to have this you gotta have, you gotta have this guap. You ain't got no guap, then you ain't. You ain't finna be doing nothing, you know, you ain't finna be making no moves. All you doing is burning shit down, throwing temper tantrums, and wondering why shit ain't changed in 40 years. Because you ain't really got no power. You got a voice? Yeah, they hear you. But shit, money talks. Million dollars way louder than a million people. (laughs) Just being honest, you know what I'm saying? Million dollars, they can get you somewhere with somebody that, you know, has their end. It It could be a it could be a rookie politician getting his feet wet, but this rookie politician is in a good position to be the next senator of Oklahoma. And you come in, you go millionaire. Shit, that million can shh, that million can sway that 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 rookie politician to make some certain moves, and you could easily make his decision from supporting guns to to not supporting guns sway quickly. You talk about depositing six figures into his account. In a span of three months, I mean, shit. The average politician, off of his actual wage, ain't getting that much. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of a lot of the lobbying, a lot of the side gigs is what get a lot of these public officials they bread. But annually, they actual checks really ain't that much. They government workers. We pay them. We pay them a hefty amount of money, but it ain't nothing like. It ain't nothing like the network you're going to see of a Nancy Pelosi or a Chuck Schumer or, or or any of these people. These people, when it comes to their network, their annual income, that shit ain't got nothing to do with the, the government or the taxpayer-funded salary that they have quote-unquote earned. Dog, that shit, shit gets deep, man, but like Big we got a say, long way to go. A million go. dollars, a million likes, man, that's not the same. It's not, dog. A million likes is monopoly money, dog. That's one of the. That's one of the, just just thinking about clout. 
is just thinking about how useless it is. That shit is the driving force for why so many people are unhappy because they're chasing something that's fictitious. They're chasing something that really doesn't matter. When you actually gain something, you have something in your possession that really matters, whether it's physical form or metaphysical. It doesn't matter because when you attain it, you feel it. It's something that you can hold on to. It doesn't expire. Like, that shit really matters. That shit is this type of stuff that's going to have you like, okay, I feel good. I'm happy. But when you're chasing those things that are empty and that really have no value, you get that shit and then you realize it doesn't really mean anything. But instead, a lot of people's brains ain't wired like that. They just want more and more. That's why, for me, when I think of people that, you know, tend to cheat more or tend to just be uh, the type of people that are more um, less trustworthy, it's those type of people. They're easily bored. They're not. They're not. They're they're hardly ever satisfied. Those t- people tend to be the type of people that, yeah, I don't know about you, because it's never enough. And we're exactly. a society of people where it's never enough. It's never enough, and I don't want to be around those type of people. I'm, like I said, I mean, you're, you're. I say it's a fantasy land ideal. I say you're living in a dream world, but it sounds a lot better than what we're dealing with today. I'd rather live in the dream world. Because even from that aspect, when you say it's never enough, I always look at it as like you truly didn't know what you wanted. Because and and you know that old quote where it's like you want to confuse somebody, you know, give them everything that they want. You know, you truly don't know what you want because you get there. It's like, oh, yeah, I want this person. You know, he opens the doors for me. He brings me flowers every Friday. She, you know, don't be tripping off me hanging out with the boys. You know, she cook all the time. And then you start you you get this person, you get this life. And then it's like, man, you start stepping out. Well, why are you stepping out if this is everything that you wanted? You didn't know what you wanted. You seen the good, but you didn't see the bad. Or, you know, hey, yeah, she don't trip about me with, you know, hanging out with the boys, but, you know, she's horrible at managing money or, or whatever the case may be. So then you start stepping out and doing some other stuff that that has nothing to do with the issue at hand. But you just start stepping out because you don't know what you want. And I think that's where our society is. We don't know what we want. So we get into situations and situations just don't last long because you haven't spent enough time with yourself. Like I mentioned to you the other day. You know, people will sit there and they'll read their horoscope all the time and all the time, but they won't read the partner if they partner horoscope. What 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 are you what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, you learn about yourself. That's all well and good, but you need to learn about this other person too. Especially if you're not talking to them and you just sitting around reading a horoscope. Come on. Talk to this person. Talk. I even got this this little deck of cards um off off some some website it was me shopping in the middle of the night but it's it's like has those it has those questions yep say bro i don't sleep so i you know that's another that's another topic for another day those those intimate questions like you know if i if i told you i wanted to have kids and then i changed my mind how would that affect our relationship you know where do you see yourself in five years if i have this much debt do you see yourself being with me? Like these are real questions that people don't sit there and think to ask because you're you're stuck in la la land and it's just like everything is awesome and I don't think there's anything I don't like here and I got these rose colored glasses on so I don't see red flags. They just look like six flags and you just really don't pay attention to anything because ignorance is bliss and a lot of us just would rather stay in bliss than to face the reality. But the thing about reality is it's always going to be there. You can ignore it all you want. Reality rolls with Father Time and the Grim Reaper and taxes. Gang, gang, gang. All day. All day. They ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. Take that nap all you want. When you wake up, it's there. They they stretching and yawning too. What's next? What we about to do? (laughs) What we finna get into? What's the move? (laughs) Like, I mean, look, man, I said it the other day, man, most people don't like themselves. Most people don't know themselves. Most people don't think. Most people aren't even aware of the why they think the way they think. And really, my my answer to all of it is they're NPCs. 
these are people that have no real deep thoughts. They're they're allowing everything around them to program them. They're they're conformists because in actuality they're cowards. They're scared to live lives that don't reflect the masses. I mean, everybody is looking for an escape. And a lot of times that escape is to feel normal. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I get it. But unfortunately, we're surrounded by a lot of those people. And the cycle's going to continue, dog. The cycle's going to the cycle is going to continue. I mean, and to go into another uh, topic, that's why I really feel me personally. I understand when I, when I ask the question, do you feel most people are good and kind hearted? I get why a lot of people would say, yeah, because people are looking at an individual from their first breath of air that they took on this earth. Meaning, they're looking at kids. They're looking at the goodness of children. They're not looking at the fact that on a daily basis, me as an adult, I don't deal with children every day. I'm around other adults. For the most part, my world is an adult world. The youngest I go is teenagers. I don't, I'm not around that innocence of a child like most people. So when you're talking about those children, you're talking about kids, I can see why you would think. You know, okay, yeah, most people are good and kind-hearted because kids are good. Kids are sweet. Like, they mean well. But the reality is, once once a, once a person gets enough of that world, Jay, you know about that world? Once they that get world. enough of that world, bruh, that shit, that, shit, that shit taints the hell out of people, man. And it's really hard for me to really believe that people that have been touched by this world especially the world we're in right now, it's hard for me to believe that people are good and kind-hearted. I think everybody wants to be good and kind-hearted. I don't think anybody wants to be mean. I don't think anybody wants to be rude. But the fact of the matter is, nowadays, a person's default is, I'm going to be as shitty as I can be until a person is worthy of my good heart. So, in a sense, I feel like... So do you even have a good heart? (laughs) Straight up. I mean... It's so covered up with darkness. It's so corroded that we all want to believe it's there. But once again, if you ain't got the key to it, you never get to see it. So it's really hard to say everybody's good and kind hearted. I just feel like most people are shitty. I feel like most people are shitty and they're looking for a reason to be good. But once again, I think a good and kind hearted person is I think of Flanders. I think of I think of people that. They just exude goodness and kindness. And when you see that dark side of them, you're shocked. But nowadays, you're more shocked when somebody's doing something good. And that's why I feel like most people are not good and kind-hearted. Yeah, kids, maybe. You can argue that these these little children are the sweetest and we all were there one day. At some day, I mean. But that was, for a lot of us, 20, 30 years ago. That was decades ago. Decades in this world, it do numbers to a mofo. Numbers. And when when I seen that question, I genuinely don't believe people are all good and kind hearted because at the end of the day, and I, I actually looked at myself because at the end of the day, I have my own ulterior motives. Like I do, whether whether I'm doing stuff believing that good karma is coming back my way, I'm not doing it just to be nice. I'm doing it because I know it's going to pay forward to me. So even, sure. even 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 in the good things that people do, they do it hoping that good things are going to come back to them. So you still have your own ulterior motive. So, you know, hey, yeah, I bought this homeless person a pizza. Hopefully, you know, that good karma comes back my way. There's still something in it for me, even if it's a good feeling. There's still something in it for me. So I just like, you know, like you say, people pretend that they're kind hearted, but, you know, they When you say, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm saving my kind heart for somebody who comes and, you know, knocks down these walls that I've built because I've been hurt before and everything and this and this and this. And it's like, if you sit there and you treat somebody like trash because they need to scale this wall of Jericho that you have, they're going to end up resenting you. Maybe a little, maybe a lot. 
but there's going to be some resentment there because they came to you open nine times out of ten, scaled your wall, and then when you finally, and then when they finally got in, you know, it's kind of like, hold on, you made me do all this work, and I just let you in, I just let you in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What what is there any? Where, where's my value at? Like, what did you what what did you do for me? Like, did you did you you know fight through my insecurities? Did you help repair stuff that that other people broke that you had to fix? No, you just like all right. I'm a, I'm gonna give this person a chance now, and that resentment is gonna be there. Can it get? Hey, can it can it go away? It's possible, depending on how much stuff you actually put that person through, but it's there. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, in essence, your default is I'm gonna be as shit as I can be until you. Until you, until you, you unlock my, until you put the cheat code in and you get that chance to, to see that I'm a great person. And I just, I, I don't jive with that. I don't jive with that. And you, you're using the right word when you say they just end up resenting you. Cause like we are a, a nation full of spiteful, bitter, resentful people. And it's like, there are a lot of people out there, in my opinion, that seek out that opportunity to make a person's life miserable and that's like that's the opposite of how I roll and that's just and I'm just speaking facts like I don't I don't seek out the opportunity to fuck with somebody's day or to fuck with somebody's mind the mind games and all the fuck shit people are on these days man it's not I'm not shocked that we hear about these true crime cases where people are found naked on the side of the road I'm not I, I that none of that shocks me anymore because some people bring that shit on themselves with their behavior that they think is cute and it's like homeboy that shit not cute little mama that shit not cute like a lot of that shit will get you killed these days and a lot of people don't take that shit serious like we're not living in these times where people are like like you're saying people are coming with their hearts open and once you realize that you got to understand that if you get somebody with a heart open man now you're now you're on murky waters because everybody is playing this game but they don't want to be played and that's a big deal these days that's a real big deal these days i mean we see it all the time like i said we were talking about Stress last week, like I said, being bitter. You got people out here down bad, and they don't even notice it. They don't even notice it, and it's like, I wish him, I wish him the best, but man, until until that self awareness, until you gain that self aware that self awareness, it's really gonna be hard to come out of that. What I call, I mean, to come out of that funk, and a lot of people, I mean. That they may gain that self awareness tomorrow. Shit, they may be laying in their deathbed before that self awareness kicks in. But who am I? I don't know. I had something and then I lost it. Yeah, my bad. Oh, but like you said about playing the game, you know, the thing is when you play, you have to understand there's a chance that you're going to lose. So if you think the chance of winning doesn't equate or is greater than the chance of losing, and like you said, it's okay not to play. It's okay to take a step back. It's okay to say, you know what, this isn't for me because I can't lose anymore. So therefore, I'm just not going to play. But when you're a conformist and you just want to be a part of the crowd, it's really hard for you to say I don't want to play because you just want to be doing. You want to do what everybody else is doing. I think a lot more people would 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 withdraw from this game if they were just happy realizing that, hey. This ain't for me. Not necessarily happy, but if they could just accept that. It's self-awareness. It's definitely self-awareness. In my opinion. Yep. I concur. Wild times we live in, man. Wild times we live in. So yeah, just um I hate this. I hate that we have to cut it short, but uh a brother got things to do. But we'll be back. I think the last thing I want to say is um yeah, I, I don't wish death on anybody in these rioting situations, in these situations where people want to protest because 
I definitely value the I, I, I definitely value freedom of speech and the right to assemble. But I do I do say uh, that people have to be once again, they have to realize that. You never know what somebody else is going through. There are a lot of memes going around about, you know, <laughs> Superman, you're on your way to work and then Superman calls like a 72 car pileup. <laughs> you you one right up away from getting fired. Like, bruh, the reality is, man, you might be coming, you might come across that person that, bruh, he got one more right up. He coming down the street and you on some fuck shit trying to protest the government that ain't about to change nothing. You about to get this man fired. This man getting fired has real repercussions. He got a job to go to. Clearly, you don't. So when shit hit the fan, do not be surprised if your ass is getting drugged. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? By the fucking, by the fucking bumper of a goddamn G wagon or Tesla or whatever. Who, who knows? But she gonna. I gotta make these car notes. Dog, you know what I'm saying? Nigga out here gotta work, and y'all out here playing. I get it. I get it. Everybody has a voice. Everybody wants to be heard, but. Y'all got to realize this. We've been saying this going on five years now. I mean, Micaiah Bryant not going to be the last. You know what I'm saying? It, I mean, George Floyd wasn't going to be the last. Y'all voted for a president that y'all said was going to heal the world. What that cat? What he healing? What he? What he? Bro, what he like, I have I have those moments where I forget he's the president. Then he pops up on TV. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. We we got a president. He's he the overcorrection. The overcorrection. And then four years from now, when I'm still telling y'all about the overcorrection, refer back to this episode, 210, about the overcorrection. Real nigga shit, bro. Real nigga shit, man. But yeah, man, as usual, man, it's always a pleasure. Um, for words of advice, um, I'm just going to repeat what I said, man. You guys, when I speak on self-awareness, I want you to... Uh, to do an exercise when you're around people that you like when you're around people that you say you enjoy when you're around people that you say you love pay attention to your thoughts you know even when you're just messaging somebody having a one-on-one combo with somebody pay attention to your thoughts pay attention to what you're thinking and um record it if you need to write it down if you need to so you can remember uh those thoughts that you have when you're around those people or even just dealing with those people are real important they tell you everything you need to know don't ignore those things because it's a, that's a piggyback off last episode that's about memory and you need to remember because if you're around those people and you don't feel good that means something if you're around those people and you feel great and it's consistently that means something so think about that that's all I got that was, that was very profound of you sir Oh, maybe oh. maybe these these early afternoon calls really really do something for you. I tell you, man. Hey, I'm like you. I woke up feeling good today. I didn't buy hey, a million dollars worth of shit, but yeah. So, um, <laughs> my words of advice. I'm actually gonna um, steal this from from Harmony. Shout out to Harmony. Your pleasure is paramount. Seek it out. Indeed. I respect that. I definitely respect that. <sighs> Can't be out here stealing, though, bro. Can't be out here stealing. You ain't stolen in a while. I'll be, I've been proud of you. Well, nah, never mind. You have been stealing. Never mind. You've been plagiarizing, but at least you're better at quoting the people that you're stealing. I, is, is it plagiarism is I, if I give the credit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You do a good job at that. I give you credit for that. Uh, MLA format. Straight up, bro. Straight up. I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. You do, do you understand that in these schools, like, they're literally dumbing down learning curriculum to make it easier for people of color to get to the next level? We'll expand on that on another episode. But anyways, um, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, make sure you leave a comment. If you are listening to us on Apple Podcast, leave a five-star review. And also leave a comment in that five star review. Um, try not to give it a four star review because that's kind of hurtful. And uh, we put a lot of thought in. <laughs> we put a lot of thought into these episodes sometimes, and that would hurt our feelings. Um, 
And remember, uh, I think Google has something going on. If they still fuck with us, Spotify got some booming coming. And uh, we're not sure what you do on Spotify, but whatever it is you do on Spotify, go and do that. And as always, you know, thank you and you're welcome. Um, happy birthday, Lisa Lefta Lopez. Once again, rest in peace to the dog father. Well, it's just not the dog father. My bad. Dog man X. My bad. My bad. I, I screwed that up. Dark, um, Dark Man X. Dark Man. Oh, shit. I, I get so fucking... His, his obsession with dogs, man. Yeah, this he is true. This a is lot. true. <laughs> he he did. a lot. <laughs> but yeah, his, his funeral was... Great, de- Great Depression was a slept-on album, by the way. One of my... To, most, me, that's, to me, that's one of my favorite DMX albums. For sure, for sure. One of my favorites. One of my favorite sins. He one of my favorite friends. One of my homeboys said that he was a big DMX fan. He, he hated that album. I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. Um, and if, if as far as movie recommendations go, uh, check out Nobody with uh, with Bob Odenkirk. I mean, uh, Odenkirk. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a great actor. I, I just like him. It's a good movie. Um, and everybody's saying to check out them on Amazon Prime. I haven't gotten to that yet. I'm watching other things when I have a chance to watch anything. So, uh, anyways, once again, thank Rest you. Rest in peace, Shock G. Rest in peace, oh, Black, yeah, Black Rob. Black Rob. MF Doom, if we never said it, it's just it's one of those years, man. It's I feel like I feel like a crazy is MF Doom was last year. Was that was that the last day of the year? Or no, they didn't announce he died around like Halloween. But they didn't announce it till like New Year. Wow. I didn't I didn't double check that. That's sad. It's it's sad, but it's, it's it's MF Doom. Like yeah, and I don't think he was even in this country and everything. It kind of seemed fitting that he, you know, his estate didn't release that news until so far down the road. But it's it's MF Doom for sure, for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm not gonna drag this on any longer. So with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization. People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?